This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Savor, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have another listener mail episode for you. Yes. And we are now in the territory. This is our 10th listener mail. Yeah, this is a special occasion. Yeah. And it also means the title opportunities are going to get real interesting. <laughs> um, I already have some ideas. <laughs> All right. But <laughs> okay. I'm excited. This is a challenge I'm excited for. Okay. Maybe maybe we're gonna need to bust out into like into like comic book compilation, like trade oh. paperback Ooh. compilation titles or something okay. like that. Um, okay. maybe we can go a little bit like off the beaten, like, I mean, you know, like mm-hmm. some, some things like, a like, like Hellblazer have not been, uh, compiled in any kind of real chronological order. So, you know, oh. there's just kind of like a colon subtitle sort of thrown in there. Uh, yeah. you're right. Ooh, I feel like all of these possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's exciting. <laughs> what an exciting time to be alive. Indeed, yes, always. Indeed. And it's always exciting to hear from you listeners. You continue Mm -hmm. to send us these beautiful, thoughtful, funny messages that we just love to get and love to share. Yes. So, let us begin. Um, Lillian wrote on Instagram, ladies, ladies, (laughs) 
We love conversation hearts in this house, as well as Neko wafers. <laughs> the statistic you mentioned made me giggle. My sister just called today with a list of her suggested items for her kindergartner's Valentine's Day party. Item number one is, quote, 24 boxes of conversation hearts. Yeah. That's likely who is buying them all. Besides the crazies like me and mine, anyway. As for Neko, it's the one candy I keep in the house. I buy it in bulk on Amazon. My husband thinks we're crazy, me and our three kids, that is. He says we can keep our chalky sugar to ourselves. <laughs> Yay, a pro conversation. Oh, <laughs> yes, thank it. you. Oh, I laughed so hard when this one came in. I was like, oh, yes, we so asked and you have answered our call. Yes, and a few more have written in since then, since we put this together, so don't worry. We've got a couple more pro yeah. Candy Heart yeah. conversations coming, but I do love Lillian also sent pictures of the kind of stockpile of Nick wafers. It's wild it. to me, wild. I'm yes. so glad that you found something that you like. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it makes me very, very happy. <laughs> uh, um, Joy wrote... I just listened to your spinach episode and wanted to pass on an unconventional use for it. I've used spinach, uh, spinach leaves mixed in with the other ingredients in a food processor, as a natural food coloring for mint frosting. It makes a vivid green. Its flavor is undetectable over the sugar and mint flavoring, and you can tell yourself the frosting is a little bit good for you. That's very interesting. I would yes. not have thought to do this. Me neither, but now that you mention it, it makes total sense because you know, yeah. you know, you know that like that like first moment that you mix like frozen spinach or something into uh, into like a like a dip situation, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, this is green now. Now this is green. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, I could definitely see that it would be excellent in food coloring, and I want to try it. I I feel like the mints, you know, I'm not good with mints. Oh right, but I wonder. This feels like a very you could use this in. Like a holiday Easter type recipe, sure, Christmas sure. recipe. Uh, oh, Star Wars recipe. Mm. Ooh, yeah, yeah. For all your mm. Grogu related needs. <laughs> I feel like that should be a shop. That's their tagline. <laughs> it's just green stuff inside. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh I, I totally do want Saint that. Day. Yes, that would. Lauren, business opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to have to fly a little under the radar because Disney can be a bit weird about that kind of okay, stuff. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, all y'all forget that we said anything. We are definitely yeah, def not doing that. Definitely not. We'll have to come up with some kind of like, <laughs> it's not quite Grogu, but it's obvious <laughs> that it's Grogu. <laughs> yeah. Like Grogu. Sure. That yeah. Yeah, I have faith we can. I, I think we can work this out. <laughs> Barbie wrote, I am a longtime listener to Saver and I've enjoyed every minute. I listen while I walk my dogs and frequently think about writing to you, but forget by the time I get home. <laughs> I am not an adventurous eater. I haven't eaten a lot of the food you talk about and haven't read or watched nearly all the books and movies you reference. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't remember which episode mentioned tomatoes and other odd ingredients in baked goods, but I kept waiting for someone to mention Thunder Cake by Patricia Polacco, published in 1990. 
Here's the story. A little girl is frightened of the thunderstorms and her grandmother finds a way to show her she is brave. Grandma tells the girl that they will make thunder cake while waiting for the storm to come. The girl counts the time between the lightning strike and the thunder to tell how long it will be until the storm comes. And while they do that, they gather the ingredients. Eggs from a scary hen, milk from a cow known to kick, dry ingredients from the shed in a scary wooded area, and tomatoes from high on a trellis. The cake is ready to eat just as the storm comes, and the girl and her grandmother talk about how she is really brave and not afraid of storms. The tomatoes are the secret ingredient. I've read the story to six- and seven-year-old children who have loved the story but have been skeptical about the tomatoes until we make the cake and find out how great it tastes. Oh, yeah, I like that. Um, we still, I don't know about you, Lauren, I still haven't tried this tomato cake. I haven't either. Um, oh, goodness. I I low-key hate baking cakes from scratch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I'm thinking, like, I, I have, man, I have a lot of tomatoes. <laughs> Ooh, <by> Lauren. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> The time is nigh. Yeah. Also, oh goodness, like I I feel I feel like people get get like get like guilty about not being like adventurous eaters. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Like like do yeah. do what makes you happy. Like it's it's not, you know, like no no pressure. No. No. I love that even though you're not an adventurous eater and you don't get a lot of our references, <laughs> you haven't tried a lot of our food, you still enjoy the <laughs> content and you're still eager to learn like that's great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't, no need to feel guilt. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Michelle wrote, I listened to your condensed milk episode on Christmas morning and immediately took this picture when I got to my parents' house. Every year, my grandfather, uh, you read a letter about him before, he was the one who made the blueberry syrup lids for IHOP, got a can of sweetened condensed milk in his stocking. I don't know when this tradition started, but as long as I remember, he got one every year. I think it was his Depression-era kid treat that he never let go of. He passed away 20 years ago, but my mom still puts a can of sweetened condensed milk on the mantle next to the stockings every year. Thanks for sharing the history of his favorite treat. Also, on a less sentimental note, I've been quarantined three times in 2022 so far due to daycare and work exposures. I'm a healthcare worker, outpatient at least, so not facing the main brunt of the pandemic, a single mom of a nine-month-old, and I'm exhausted and I'm due for a grocery delivery since we're stuck at home, and I'm over coming up with creative meal ideas. I made a frozen lasagna tonight, and as I was about to sit down with just the big pile of meat and carbs and cheese, I heard a very distinct voice in my head saying, always eat a vegetable. So I sighed, got up, and found half a bag of snap peas in the fridge from the stir-fry earlier this week, resentfully took them out, and then very much enjoyed them and felt better for having eaten them. You were right, and they were exactly what I needed. Thank you for being there in my head to give me the push I needed to take care of myself, too. Oh, <laughs> That's so sweet. You're welcome. <laughs> also, yeah. also, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you've got us because I I don't I don't always have me like that. So that <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love. I'm both like. Sorry that we're sort of the voice in your head <laughs> making you eat vegetables, but also happy and endeared that it's. I'm glad oh, it no. made you feel better. <laughs> I'm picturing Annie like your very specific like like moment of realization of this. Like, oh no, am I the voice of reason? 
oh dear. Oh dear indeed. But we're happy to I'm glad that it's it's something that helps you take care of yourself because um, yes, that's a lot of stress you describe for sure. Um, and I'm totally with you with the some days it's just like I cannot come up with anything. Yeah, I don't want to cook anything. Like, what is the easiest thing I can find? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what can I trick myself into eating today so that I consume right. a food? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, always eat a vegetable is good advice, but it's, it's sometimes you don't succeed, and that's okay, too. It's... But yeah, no, I mean, but but that is, like, like that is one of my tricks, like, keeping vegetables that you don't need to cook to eat that you can eat out of hand, just, yeah. like, making sure to buy those when you hit mm-hmm. the grocery store so that you can just be like, well, that, hey, that's a food now. Yes. <laughs> it is a food that I have. Um, yeah, no, for sure, because I all... You know me. I push off going to the grocery store for so long, and eventually I'll get to the point where I'm like, okay, I guess this frozen bag of lima beans, my emergency <laughs> bag, is the answer. <laughs> um, also, um, I feel like this is a very cute tradition with the condensed yeah. milk. Um, I, I know we've talked about that before, of what the foods people get in their stockings. Um and for me growing up, it was oranges, but then it kind yeah. of became very personalized. And it cracks me up every year because I'll get, my mom always gets me like Nutella thing, like little packets and almonds. <laughs> um, and a bunch of like, because that was when I loved hiking and running. I still do. I just don't because of the pandemic. Um but she'll get like my brother. This is the huge Kit Kat that's like bigger than your arm. <laughs> and then my other brother, who's vegetarian, she gets them all. He loved beef jerky before he became vegetarian. So she gets them all these like vegetarian um, beef jerkies. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just find it really cute. And I love that you still put out the condensed milk, yeah. the sweet and condensed milk. That's really sweet. That is. <laughs> um, well, all right. We do have more listener mail for you here. We do, but first we have a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. 
But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. (laughs) I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks. But I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a saver team trip yeah. together. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go. And I'm hungry. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Mariana wrote, thank you for the wonderful content. I'm a longtime listener, and I always enjoy the fun way in which you discuss each topic. You guys have almost made me snort my D on several occasions. (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to your cloves episode recently, and as I got very surprised at some of the uncommon uses of cloves that you discovered, I remembered accidentally coming across the first episode on YouTube of a British series called Makeup, A Glamorous History by makeup expert Lisa Eldridge. I don't think the channel where I watched it is an official source, but I didn't know it at the time. In that episode, Lisa explored and recreated most of the makeup techniques used by Georgians, and according to her, clothes were used to color eyebrows and eyelashes. She performed a quick experiment by taking a single clove, heating it with a candle until it started to smoke, letting it cool down, and then proceeded to use it over her eyebrows to shape them and color them. While doing so, she commented that the clove was a surprisingly good makeup alternative, and she ended up using this technique on the final quote, Georgian look she crafted on a model throughout the episode. I wish I could provide a link to the episode, but it looks like it was taken down and the only official source I found, the BBC page, doesn't allow it to be played outside of the UK yet. I guess I'll have to wait until it's available to the rest of the world to continue exploring the series. Thank you for making my morning ritual a fun and nice experience. Fortunately, I listened to you after breakfast. Otherwise, the cravings will be much worse. Wise. Very oh, wise. Yeah. I always love hearing from people about like how they like plan their savor mm-hmm. listening around their mealtimes during the day yes. to like make sure that it's not bad. Yes. Or or like around their grocery trips. Yeah, yeah. An upcoming episode just happened to coincide with me not having food and it's the quickest I've given into a craving in a long time. <laughs> Um, so we'll oh, talk about it on there. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like within an hour. Yeah, <laughs> no, I like goodness. said the word to you, and then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was amazing. <laughs> it was record time for me. Yeah. So find out what that one is on Wednesday, but. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and I do love, I love the history of uh makeup when what yeah. was used as makeup and kind of the ways food has been used in these beauty treatments throughout 
history, um, I just find it really, really fascinating. And I know we've talked about some ingredients that have been used historically in makeup. And I always like to remind people, you know, it might sound weird, but it's not really that different from what we do today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Today. I mean, like, when you think about it, like, heating up a clove and then smudging it on your eyebrow is actually way less weird than, I don't know, like, I, I purchased clear brow gel. I don't know why. Why did I do that? <laughs> No one knows. Nobody knows. It's What's it made of? I don't know. <laughs> I wasted a petroleum product for the packaging to get it not only to me, but like to me mm -hmm. in the mail. I'm like, oh, man, that was silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've all been there, I think, Lauren. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, also, um, not a sponsor at all, but... <laughs> My brother, I know the BBC as a streaming service, and my brother has it. I don't know how much it is, but you know, um, okay, it, it is an option. It yeah, is a thing that exists because I've also run into this where I want to watch something on the BBC, and they're like, no, 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 they're like, not, not in America. <laughs> yeah, please, ma'am. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. Fine, <laughs> I won't watch Doctor <laughs> Who then. <laughs> Oh, I was so offended the last time they took that off a streaming service. I was like, what am I going to cut? Okay, fine. <laughs> I know. It's funny how, like, outraged people get, including me, when something disappears off a tre streaming service. And you're like, well, huh, I guess I won't watch that again. And then I buy Venom, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> and I watch it <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> Again, it's all about finding the things that make you happy. Yes. <laughs> and it did bring me quite a lot of joy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sheldon wrote, The international food section of stores was mentioned in a recent listener mail. I love international food aisles in stores. A bit over seven years ago, when a granddaughter was born in Germany, my wife and I went there for a few months to help out. While there, we took a trip to Berlin to see a big city. We went into a large store, which was probably like a Macy's in New York City. They had all kinds of things. On one floor of the store, they had international foods. There was most of the things you'd expect, uh, Indian, Italian, Chinese, etc. Uh, but there was one section I had never seen before in an international food section, American food. So what was this store's impression of American foods? Pop-tarts, fluff, marshmallows, barbecue sauce, hot sauce, yellow mustard instead of real mustard. Have you done a show on mustard yet? Is that another one I've forgotten or missed? We have done one. We have, and I only remember that because I asked for it for my birthday episode yes. one year, <laughs> and Annie was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no, I love mustard. I just was kind of surprised. <laughs> I just was kind of surprised. I will say, to my recollection, I think there's more avenues of mustard we could explore. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I think that was a really, like, basic overview. It was probably a long episode, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in the mustard world. Oh, there's certainly... Oh, bless there is. Yes, yes. And I this did crack me up because... The foods listed, I don't think, are incorrect. It's American foods. There just seems to be kind of a hodgepodge, like a lot of marshmallow stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I had I went to a store when I was in China. They had an American foods 
section, but from what I remember, it was almost all peanut butter. It was just <laughs> peanut butter, and there were these tiny jars of peanut butter, like uh, I don't know, like a small jam preserve size. Oh, like, okay, okay, like a like small. a maybe two serving. Yeah, maybe like a shot glass. Kind okay, of yeah, level. yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit bigger, but around that size, and it was twenty. I think I'm remembering correctly. It was twenty American dollars. Wow, what a lot? <laughs> yeah, but I bought it because I love. Yeah, theater. you did. Oh. And then my intern ate it all. <laughs> oh no! And I know. I told that story before. But I still. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, one of the things that cracks me up about the international food section at the the store I go to is there's a very small sliver of British food. Yeah. really small, and Mm -hmm. it just makes me laugh. (laughs) Yes, so we'll definitely return to that in a future episode. Um, Oh, yeah. That'll be an interesting topic. In the meantime, we have some corrections. Oh, we do. Oh, these are all my fault. This is what I get for speaking off the cuff. (laughs) Aren't you sure? Okay. One of them's me. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, W from Tampa wrote, the reason you are confused about the Kumquat Festival being in Dade County is because it isn't. It is actually in Dade City. Dade City is northeast of Tampa. Let me just say, it couldn't be more different than Dade County. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a Tampan who has spent plenty of time in Dade County. Oh, uh, this is so true. Okay, and this okay, this is what I get for researching quickly and not taking my time. Um, as I know I've mentioned on the show before, I grew up in South Florida, uh, down in like Broward County area. So I was just like Dade like that and just like moved on with my life. <laughs> Yeah. And clearly that was not the correct thing to do. I love that like I'll spend, I don't know, hours trying to figure out how the 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 carbon nanotubes on a spinach <laughs> leaf send email. Yes. But then I'm just I like, date, it's the county. Cool. Well, the thing is though, like things like that, you just I don't want to put words in your mouth, but for me, you just assume <laughs> you know it. Like you yeah. just assume like I don't have to check further into that because I got it check mark yeah understood um (laughs) and that's what trips us up sometimes with pronunciations yeah because a lot of times you might not have ever said a thing aloud but you just have a way you understand that it's pronounced and then you realize you did not understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and and that, that is one of those, like, you know, like, and, and, and the line is always like, oh, like, never blame someone if they mispronounce a word. It means that they've read it instead of hearing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I mean, also, like, humans are, are weird and our brains and mouths are strange and the entire speech process is very <laughs> eldritch, if we're yes. being honest. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh but, you know, that being said, like, especially with place names, like, I understand that there's a certain amount of um, uh, uh, respect that's involved in trying to get something correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> anyway. Um. <laughs> I come from a place called Dahlonega. <laughs> and even people who grew up in Dahlonega disagree on how to say Dahlonega. So I... Uh, <laughs> Sometimes you can't win. <laughs> That's what I've learned. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about that word, I'm like, if I had never seen that in print, I would have no idea how to spell it. I would be guessing wildly and I would be wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like a running joke that people call it Delonga. But I can't believe I don't. 
it, like you said, <laughs> unless you've heard it, mm, it's anyone's guess. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is why we, they, <laughs> super producer Andrew has to cut out, I'd say about three minutes every episode of, of me going, oh, oh, I forgot to look this up and going to like MiriamWebster.com or Forvo.com or mm-hmm. just the Google and mm-hmm. trying to figure something out. We do try, but we always appreciate corrections about it because oh sometimes goodness, you yes. can't find it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yes, speaking of, um, on, on the Dade City bent, J.D. wrote, I'm writing in on a minor point of correction on Florida geography. You mentioned the Dade City Kumquat Festival, then switched to talking about Dade County. Dade City is in... Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm leaving this in because it's hilarious. <laughs> I just realized that I've never heard this county name out loud. P A S C O. Mm-hmm. So hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, yes, it is indeed Pasco County. I. I didn't imagine it could have been anything else, but I had to check after we just went through all that trouble. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. Dade City is in Pasco County between Tampa and Gainesville. The city and the county both are named after Major Francis Langhorn Dade, who commanded two companies of soldiers from Fort Brook near present-day Tampa on a mission to resupply and reinforce Fort King near present-day Ocala. On December 28, 1835, they were ambushed by 180 Seminole warriors near present-day Bushnell, uh, 20 miles north-northeast of Dade City and 203 miles north-northwest of Dade County. Major Dade was one of the officers killed in the initial volley, and all but three members of the party were killed. He's buried in Jacksonville with his men and has a monument at the USMA in West Point, New York. This event started the Second Seminole War. It would really make a great episode of Stuff You Missed in History class, so I may email Tracy and Holly to suggest it. Yes, you yeah, should. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, and thank you so much for the history note. Yes, we love getting those. Sometimes, you know, we have to stop ourselves from going down every rabbit hole related to the topic oh, we're talking yeah. about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's too much. There's too much good information out there, and we're like, we are ostensibly a food show. Yes, even though I feel like we've got a couple stealth shows <laughs> happening at the same time. But <laughs> All the time. Yes, yes. So thank you. Thank you for that mm-hmm. note. Um, and then one more. Katie wrote, I used to perform at the Kumquat Festival every oh, year with cool. my dance team. <laughs> my favorite thing there was the Kumquat pie, which was made kind of in the style of a key lime pie. Ooh. Yes. Also, Dade City is actually in rural Pasco County, not Dade County, which probably fits the vibe of the quilting challenge a lot more. So much better. (laughs) Y'all, so much better. I love this. As someone who doesn't really know, (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Also, that is so cool that you used to perform with your dance team. Um, I love that. And the pie Sounds pretty good. I was not able to find some kumquats. Um, I looked, but I'm still on the lookout. And I haven't seen any yet either this year. Um, however, I mean, you know, like supply chains being what they are right now, mm-hmm. everything's a little bit weird. And I have not been to an a- Asian grocery store in a minute. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I'll be, I'll be on the lookout. Yes, please. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kelsey wrote, 
I read The Mouse and the Motorcycle multiple times as a child because I loved it. It is definitely by Beverly Cleary. Yes, it is. Heck. Uh, but I can see why it could be misattributed to E.B. White. My kiddo loves it, too. We have read the whole Ralph series, and it was delightful. Now you've got me thinking of E.B. White. I think a reread of Charlotte's Web is in order. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 Beverly Cleary. Definitely. I totally forgot. Um, and I did love those books. I, I read those, too. <laughs> and see, this so. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, man, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like similar, like content wise a little bit, but, but right. But so definitely clearly a Cleary book. <laughs> clearly a Cleary. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, I, I love, yes. I, I read all of Beverly yeah. Cleary's work like multiple times as a child. Yeah. I was a really, really big fan. Yeah. So thank you for that note. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. um, Jean-Francois wrote, you might already have received a listener mail on this point. In your spinach episode, you mentioned the very widely decimated idea that the iron content of spinach was assumed to be very high because of an error by decimal point in a scientific article and that this error led to the Popeye creator to choose spinach because of its high iron content as a food source to make Popeye so strong. You should have a look at the paper debunking this myth. It states... First, Popeye's creator, E.C. Seeger, never once had his superhero eat spinach for iron. In 1932, in the only cartoon by Seeger where Popeye explains exactly why he eats the stuff, the cartoon sailor with the bulging forearms claims in his garbled English, spinach is full of vitamin A, and that's what makes humans strong and healthy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I realized I should have done an impression and it was too late, and it's probably for the best. Um, <laughs> Second, the decimal error story is also a myth because the true iron content of spinach was measured by Bunge? Bunga? I hope I'm getting near, near the correct pronunciation there. In 1892, and earlier erroneously high measures such as those made by Von Wolf in 1871 were explained in the USA by Professor Sherman in 1907 as resulting from iron contamination from heating dishes and other bad science. Uh -huh. mm, this is an honest mistake as this myth is still widely circulated all over the internet and by various serious to less serious publications. Huh. This is interesting because... It is it is widely reported. Yeah. But as we talked about in that episode, I have never seen Popeye. And but that's just how prevalent this myth is that I thought it was iron he was going for in spinach. Um it never occurred to me that it wasn't, it was something else. I just... Yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't, I mean, right, he doesn't talk about it in, like, every episode. He's not like, mm -hmm. oh, man, the iron content is giving me this really <laughs> right. bulgy forearm for some reason. Um, yes. And the, and the fascinating with the, the forearm being the bulgy part of the arm, I'm always like, what? But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you, as always, for the correction. I love one of the articles... Uh, that was sent along with this um, message that was called, Who Will Debunk the Debunkers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um. Mm -hmm. We do have a little bit more listener mail for you. Uh, we do, but first we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. 
So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy piña colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks, but I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a saver team trip together. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Nate wrote, Hello, in my quest to catch up on your show, I'm listening to the interview with Dan Pashman and the discussion about Bon Appetit. Um, This is something that I talk with my wife often about. I'm a white chef who loves to explore cultures through their foods, and I constantly have worries about what I cook if it's any bit ethnic, and if it would be seen as appropriation or appreciation. Who really knows? Also, one thing I've noticed in cooking competition shows is that the French-style chefs will almost always win, despite them having boring dishes that have been beaten like the metaphorical dead horse. One glaring example of this was season 11 of MasterChef. The eventual winner was one of these ridiculously boring chefs who was technically proficient and without flaws. The other two in the final three were actually trying to do different things, with one even being from Myanmar and bringing her native cuisine to the final round. Another one was actually one I watched last night, a rerun of Guy's Grocery Games with Robert Irvin. Robert Irvine, uh, who was problematic in his own right. The competition was fish and chips, and a chef who specializes in Cajun and Creole cuisine grabbed catfish. 
Irvine then went on to diss the choice of catfish and praise the choice of the other competitor, the easy choice of cod. Seeing these big names speak down on food because of their origins or perceived lower class, directly or indirectly, is really disheartening. Keep up the great work and keep being your oddball selves. Maybe there's an episode of Gorilla Gardening in the future. Hopefully I'll hear this in a couple months when I catch up to the real time. Mmm, maybe. That'd be a good one. Yeah. That'd be a good one. It's on our list for sure. Yes. Very long list, but it is on there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forget how many hundreds of ideas we have on our current ideal list, but it's multiple hundreds. Yes. Yes. It is a lot, but I would love that. It it kind of feels like a weird time travel-y thing where whenever you get to the present of where we're releasing... Maybe we will have already done that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Who knows? The incredible future. Indeed. I mean, these are these are excellent points. Um, I know we talked about it in our food television uh, episode, but I don't really mm-hmm. I don't really watch that much. Yeah. But I think this is a great point, and I it is something that really bothers us as well, um, especially like. It really annoys me when a food is looked down upon until some usually rich white guy chef makes it. Like elevates elevates it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's expensive and we forget about the history of the people who've been eating it and cooking it and look down on for eating it and cooking it forever. Yeah. Who that guy probably learned how to cook it from. Yes, exactly. So that's absolutely infuriating and... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's just, it makes me real mad. Makes me real mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but right. And it is it is delicate territory to, to walk as, um, you know, as a white person out there in America trying to be, just trying to be respectful. Yeah. And trying is certainly the first step. Yes, I think that's absolutely true. Trying and asking the questions and doing your absolute best to be much more like respectful and understanding of the history and open about that (laughs) oh yeah yeah and being open to 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 learning and to admitting your prior mistakes and all of that kind of stuff absolutely absolutely um so that's a great place to end this fabulous lister mail number 10 goodness Uh, it feels like you know the super bowl oh the big game is coming up it feels like this is our like savor version. I feel like this is a special occasion. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is also I was thinking about it and we debuted in February of 2017. Whew. Wow. So five years? This is our five year anniversary. Oh, we gotta do something special, Lauren. Okay. Maybe we'll finally put together that weird meal and I'm gonna make <laughs> you watch the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> It's going to happen. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yes. It does, doesn't it? You might not be saying that after, but, you know, right now it's still hope. It's still hopeful. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll get back to you about how that goes. Ooh, ew. Yes. Um, and in the meantime, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, as always, listeners, for your kind messages. We love, love, love getting them. And we would love to hear from you again for the first time. All of the messages, we want them. Mm -hmm. You can email us at hello at saverpod.com. 
We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is home to a thriving culinary scene based on products and traditions from the native Taino, African, and Spanish peoples that have influenced it. When you go, there are a host of restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, farms, and coffee houses to dig into, from five-star experiences to local favorites. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.